How are you doing? I feel like I didn't even ask. So rude. I know, right? <laughs> it took me like three minutes. These I've been stars, here for three they only—they're only concerned about themselves. <laughs> Listen, and... the things you hear, the things you hear. Like um, I've had photographers tell me they will never work with any artist that's above a certain size because they're all the worst. I'm like, I don't think that's true. But. No, I don't think that's true. I also think I do want to work with an artist. Yes. You want to work with a big artist. Of course. Of course. Anyway. Deal with the fact that they're probably going to suck. Again. That's fine. Again. Yeah. How are you? We didn't get there. I'm doing great, actually. Okay. I'm doing really good. Okay. Do you think, like, have you noticed yourself, like, as you become more and more successful, do you start doing things and you're like, oh, my God, maybe now that I'm more successful, like that thing I just said, is going to be interpreted in a weird way or something? Like, are yes. you worried about this? Yes. That you're going to become one of those, like, really successful artists? Canceled people? No, I don't know about that. Because <laughs> I'm constantly being worried. You're con <laughs> What? You're well, something my therapist tells me, and we're not even started yet, right? Is I think just, we're in. Are we, are we in? Oh, okay. Well, something, we're in. So, something my well, yeah, therapist well, yeah. tells me is that if only people who are so worried about getting canceled are not the ones that are going to get canceled. That's how. That's like the Dunning Kruger. So I feel better. Effect knowing you, that. that you're no, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, you, you're gonna Hopefully. be fine. Um, but hey, the show um, l last week, mm -hmm. this show was so fun at Thank you. at a Mercury no uh, uh, Barry. Barry Ballroom. Yes, I always confuse my venues in New York. I okay Barry Ballroom. Did you feel good about it? I did feel very. It good was about great, it. right? Yeah. Were you? I feel like this. New York's a tough city. Because you've got the fans, you had your whole family there. This was a whole hometown show. Mm -hmm. And then you had industry, like your entire team was there. Mm -hmm. Your guest list was like 150 people alone, I heard. So like you've got that going on, but you've got, you don't want to play the industry, you got to play the fans. You had so many fans there who were like holding up their phones and people were bringing like heart signs that they were passing around, like it was crazy. But like, are you freaking out before you go on? How nervous are you? Before you play the Bowery Ballroom. As someone who, dramatic pause. As yeah. someone who is extremely anxious all the time, the only thing that gets me through my stage fright and my anxiety is ritual and routine. Really? And so, oh yeah. So I have a very strict pre-show yeah. routine and this was my 13th performance in two weeks and so yes I was nervous but I was less nervous because I did my meditation I did my journaling I did my affirmations I did my handshakes with my band I sprayed my rose water like I did my routine so I would say like on a scale from one to like shitting my pants I was like probably at like a five or six on the okay but like the was that more scale. nervous than like the other shows like did this the, did the New York show feel like it had some weight to it it did feel like it had some weight to it I was also excited. I was also excited because to my mom and dad were there and my family was there. And, and you're my like, team. at that point, this show's dialed in and you're like, yeah, let's exactly. show people what we've been doing exactly. the past month, like on the road. Now everyone's going to get to see this right. show. Hopefully this is the most polished. Right. But don't get me wrong. I was extremely nervous. Really? Of course. I'm always nervous. And like every time you go on before a show. In general. Like, I get so excited, <laughs> Just though. Just in general. Do you like, get excited, though, to go on? Like if yes. I'm about to play a show, I get more excited yes. than, I get, than I am nervous unless I'm doing like a hometown show. And then I get really nervous. That's what I always say. And it's what keeps me performing is that the excitement and the gratitude outweighs the nerves. 
And that's why I keep doing it. When you meditate, like I do meditation, but I do like train, like TM. Mm-hmm. I did a course like a long time ago. Like, what are you doing? Do you have like an app? Do you have like a, is, what are you like the mindfulness app or like what is Insight what is timer. meditation to you? Inside timer. Insight timer. And what do you do? You're I in, think that's what it's called. You're in the green room and. Yes. Is, is, that, is that what you're doing? Yes. I'm in the green room and the general policy of our green room is that everyone's welcome. I'm anyone can talk anyone to me to anyone. It's a very welcome. You were open so space. welcoming of us in the green. Truly room. anyone's it's, yeah. if anyone wants to be there, I want them to be there. Like, we so were much. like, Oh my God, do you want us to leave? And you were like, no, no, no stay. Please like, stay. Don't yeah. leave. If yeah. you want to say hi to me, I always want to say hi to you. But, but however, in those 10 minutes, my crew knows not to bother me. So the sign for that is just, and it's always 10 minutes. It's like, never more. I, I, I understand, you know, I'm not, I'm not out here meditating for an hour, but earbuds in, eyes closed. And the, it's the only time my eyes are closed in the green room. And they know I'm just like sitting there like this. And they know in those 10 minutes, they don't bother me. But every any other time, anyone can bother me. Because we were in the green room after too. Yeah. And we were like, do you want us to leave? And you were like, no, no, no don't leave. Because don't you feel like, like you played the show and you had like, you know, so many people freaking out over you and then you're in the green room and it's like so lonely, right? Like, don't you yeah, want people exactly. around That's you? That's what I said too. To, I was like, you were like, no, no, don't like, leave. Can you actually stay? Yeah. I've been around people, you know, for the last month and I wasn't quite ready to like be alone. But you aren't know? you introverted? You always say you're introverted, right? But you Extremely. still like being around people who are like, you still like being around what? Like, like people at the shows. Yeah, well, I I always say that I wouldn't be one without the other. So when I'm in show mode, when I'm in Rosie in all caps mode, extroverted, talks to everybody, always needs people around her, thrives off of the people around me. But I can only be that because of the rest of the time. I'm quiet. I'm by myself. I'm a hermit. I don't talk to anyone. I'm completely alone. <laughs> like just me and I just like call my mom, you know, like Friday nights I'm staying in. Like it's the reason I can be so extroverted when I am on stage and performing and an artist is because the rest of me is so quiet. So that's, that's what, ha- but even post-show you're still feeling that energy. Yeah. And you know, I had to, and then I had an industry meet after for an hour or whatever. So oh I was, I was still in, in the industry meet after was like that. Isn't that when you're like, I just want to go out and celebrate the end of this tour. And then it's like, Oh my God, now I got to talk to all the industry. And <laughs> honestly, and I'm not just saying this cause I'm like on record right now on camera, but it's just you and me here. There's, this isn't, there's no, record. well, okay. I was actually really excited because in my opinion, anyone who was there, is part of the reason that I was able to do that show and able to do this tour and is why I am where I am today. And so just, it it meant a lot that I got the opportunity to say thank you to everyone and to hug everybody and just say hi, because it had been a minute since I've seen certain parts of my team. And, you know, I had never like really met you, but you were there. I was there. And I got to see you, right? So it's like, it it was a really good opportunity. I was tired for sure. Yeah, I was really tired, but... Yeah. Do you I, feel I like happy. sometimes if I if I play a show, I'll I can be so tired before and then afterwards? Jazzed. I'm jazzed. I'm not tired. I'm like yeah. yeah. But the other thing is like when I play a show, like I'm a side man, so I don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Like I can play guitar, play? guitar. Like I can show up and play guitar and I'm done. Be and careful of those guitar men. I don't why? Well, what's the what's, <laughs> nothing? Just be careful the, because people what, to play guitar. Oh my god. What are you talking <laughs> we'll about? That later. What are you Keep talking going. about? Here's my point. My point is I don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> I show up, I play guitar. I go home. 
the entire energy of the show is in your hands because you're the front man. You're the front woman. So it's like you did all these things where you had the crown the palm of your hand. Like you were like, hey, we're all going to sing Potential together. I'm going to teach this to you right now. You got the whole room singing it. Do you work out these things that you're going to do in the set to say like, here's going to be a low point. I need to bring the crowd up here. The entire energy of the show comes down to you. It's a small band. Like you're the one that we're all coming to see you. Isn't that a lot of pressure? Like what do you do about that? It's a great question. I, first of all, when it comes to energy and energy on stage, energy with the crowd, it's interesting you bring this up specifically in the New York show because, you know, there was industry people, there was friends and family, there was fans. And so I was really grappling with this idea of how to include everyone and make everybody feel. Because the industry's not Because industry's not, and family friends are kind of just there because they're like, oh, like... We knew I, Rosie when I she was two. I knew her when she was five. You yeah, know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not the same like fandom. As so you switched it up buzz. a little bit? No, I didn't. I, I did it the exact same way because I remembered the entire purpose of the healing tour is to evoke emotion and make humans and people feel things. And I don't care if you know me since I was two. I don't care if you're a label exec. I don't care if you're a radio promo or a podcaster or a fan, family friend. You have feelings. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do what I do every night because there's no difference. There's literally no difference. We're all humans. And my goal was just to, like, bring everybody together in one space. And I, I feel like we did that, you it know? It felt like that. It felt like – I couldn't tell, honestly. Like, I couldn't tell who, who was, was what. Yeah. And that was my goal. So There were a couple, like, guys in the very back. I was like, those are the industry. Oh, Other sure. than that, I do feel like everyone kind of melt, like, They meshed together. together and that – to me, that was a really, really big win. I, I don't celebrate many wins. My team and I are very, like, head down oriented. Yeah. But, like, it felt felt like a huge win that everyone felt seemed really engaged. Did you build yeah. this show, like, with a musical director at the beginning? And do you go into – what do you do? Like, you go into a rehearsal space for how many days? So I built it with Michael, who is our TM, and he runs front of house, and Alex Kopp, who – is just, he's an incredible, they're both incredible humans. But we sat down a couple weeks before the show and planned everything out, the transitions, what we wanted the intro to sound like, how we wanted the set to flow. And the set was very intentional because there's a storyline, there's a through line. So it starts with the sad girl era and the like depression and, and leading to acceptance and then the healing. And by the end, you're like healed and you're happy. So, and just, you know, excited you brought this like arc to them you were like hey i want to achieve this arc how are we gonna do this right so me me michael alex mateo we all just like figured it out together which is why i take very little credit honestly because i couldn't have figured it out without them but then like when you do that thing in special where you're you're, or potential where you're like i'm gonna get the whole crowd saying special special Uh like you had to figure that out way before you went on the road right Mm -hmm. so you were like that's a moment that i'm gonna get the whole crowd sing along you had to work that out because that's your set, right? The guys have to know it's coming. Like, mm-hmm. that's how it works, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. And It's what, all thought out. It's all if thought out. If you think, out. like, the, the, there are impulsive moments, and, of course, there is so much to putting on a show that's creative, but everything is planned out to the second. And I mean to the second. Like, we have it, literal— it's on a clip. Yes, we have literal seconds of, like, okay, this song is 3 minutes and 22 seconds, and then we have a 16-second— talking break and then Rosie five seconds for water go back like you have 16 seconds to talk yeah and you just feel that out or you know like in your head there's a voice that's like I practice it and like I said it's not it's hard to explain because it's 
the, the show itself is planned out. The set list planned out. Talking points planned out. But how I express it, how I say it, it's who I'm talking night. to changes. So I don't want the in, like people to interpret that as like, oh, I just put on the same show and I don't think about it and whatever. It's like within that, there's a lot to be to to be creative with. Yeah. Yeah. No, I no, I. Believe you know what it. I mean? No, I. Yeah. Be, and the energy you bring, even the mood, like mm-hmm. it, it's different every night, right? Yeah. It is. yeah. Yeah. When you tour with your brother, though. Do you guys get along on the road or like do you get into stupid fights and then the rest of your crew is like, oh, my God, I can't deal with these siblings. Like, like, what's the dynamic? We don't fight. Really? True. And I'm not just saying that since. Since, well, I was born, he's always been my biggest ally. He's always looked out for me. Like, of course, we've had spats over the years, but like overall, he's just been such a supportive brother, such a supportive friend, such a supportive manager, keys player. And again, I'm not just saying that because we're on a podcast. Like, he, I respect him. He respects me. You know, we're equals. That's the way I see it. And I know he's like, Rosie, you're the boss. Like, you're the boss. You're yeah. the artist. And I know that. But I value his opinion so much. And I value his presence. And his he role. really did the artist thing for like a moment. Like, mm-hmm. he, he had like a Kickstarter. He like funded mm-hmm. his whole. Oh, you were there for that. His whole project and his whole album. Like, and did you see them where you're like, I could do this. No. Like, I could totally do this. No. If, I was inspired by him. I was very inspired by him. I mean, classic younger sister fashion. I mean, like, everything he did, I wanted to do. Yeah. So, sports, play with construction sites, you know, baseball, piano, violin, guitar, songwriting, being an artist. It all started with him. And it I was all like, I want to do that. So, I want to do that, too. So, when you, know? you like, first started to see massive success when mm-hmm. you first started going viral on TikTok, like, did you ever consider another manager or, or it was always Mateo? First of all. First of all. First of all, I don't think I found massive success, but I appreciate it. I, I think I have reached a very, very small level of what could be achieved, but I appreciate it. So that's first. Second of all, the real question. Yeah. No, this is the thing. Mateo and I have had conversations. You know, we've discussed, okay, one day maybe we'll need to bring on more help, you know, if everything goes well. But the role of a manager is to protect and to look out for your client and to always do what's best for your client. And, and he has always done those things. That's so I yeah, so I, it's it's him, it's the definition. So I never questioned if he was going to be a good manager to me. Yeah. Ever. I think, though, like, this song goes up. First of all, you're more likely to get drafted to, like, a major league sports team than you are to sign a record deal. So you sign a record really? deal, massive success. Look it up. Is that I'm, a true statistic? Maybe I made it up. I don't know. Okay. No, no, no. I'm like, but somebody That is true. Me, like, so my point is, like, you are a massive success. But so you blow up and everyone starts messaging you the next day. Like, you're in college, right? And you mm-hmm. put out the song and everyone blow. you know, it goes viral on TikTok with how many views? Like, 13 million views. 17. Or 17, 17 million views. <laughs> he made me say that. <laughs> so, seven, okay. So, does everyone start DMing you? Because I've heard you say that, like, everyone, the entire industry was, like, messaging you the next day. But how do they even know how to get in contact with you? They're in your DMs on, like, Instagram. DMs? And they found it that fast? That fast. I would say within two hours. Two hours, I got my first... And you didn't even like this song. Never the one. You thought that was like a throwaway. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite. I liked it, but it wasn't my favorite. I didn't think it was very hooky. I didn't think it was very catchy. 
I feel like it's so clever, though. Thank you. And it was a solo. Were all your songs solo rights? Because this is a solo it was, right. Yeah, it was either me or Ora Mateo and I. Yeah. But this one, yeah, this was a solo. And er, so everyone starts blowing you up. And are you, like, freaking, like, you go, Mateo, what do we do? What do we, and how long did it take before you started putting, like, were you, like, everyone calm down? Or did you feel like we have to, like. No, we, we kicked into we gear We have to capitalize on this, we on took this moment. 12 label meetings in a week. Were you in like, Boston? I was still in Boston so in college. So where'd you go? Did you fly, or did you do it all remotely, I guess? I did, okay, A, I did it all remotely, and B, this was like major COVID time, so my yeah. computer broke. I did all these meetings on my phone. Like on your phone, you're meeting with people. Like on Zoom, on and my And what are phone. people saying? Like, are people trying to, like, woo you and just, like, promise the moon and just say crazy things? Like, what's it like to be pursued by these labels? Yes. There's definitely a lot of wooing, and there's a lot of pursuing, and... There's but like how they like what do they say they go like is it like the cliches that you always hear or they say like when COVID comes up we're gonna fly you out here and like courtside the Knicks like what are they saying to try to convince you that they're the best home for you? Well, first of all, something that they a lot of them said which worked, which I appreciate, is that they were they always mentioned my songwriting, which meant a lot because that is such a big like that's they, such a line, they, don't you think? They say that to everyone. I'm sure, what they, but what, I like took it personally because I was like, I do like they were like you know you're such a catalog and that's incredible and yeah. I was like let's go because I actually had been writing how'd for they so know many years. though they just because we sent along a reel like anyone we met with like before we made sure to send along a reel and just like a bio yeah. whatever so they said that it depends because some labels were a little bit more flashy so like I had one label take me in their Tesla to the top of like a canyon in LA and be like, this could be yours. And like, I had one person. All this, this whole canyon. I had one person and the Tesla. take me to could be yours. the most expensive lunch place in LA. And if you know Which me. Which place? Which place? I forget what it's called. I'm sorry. It was the, so long ago. I'll remember. I'll tell you. But, yeah, yeah. But, but it's just like, that doesn't work for me. Like, to me, I want. Well, okay. And this it's, this goes to why I chose Aristide. But basically, there was a lot of promises and there was a lot of show and tell like yeah we give you this much you move to LA and do this and that yeah. and you know take you in your Tesla and give you super fancy brunch and to me all I wanted was a Prezi PowerPoint of what a label was gonna do for me long term right like how they were gonna help me build my career yeah so did that answer your question let me tell you something yeah I always say you have to take what you want most and what you want right now. And this I'm is just our, messing because this is what you always say. This is you always say this. You're always like know what you want. No, what do you say? And, okay, know what, what you want, want now, now. Know what you want most, and don't put what you want now over what over you what you want, want most. Because everyone's promising you these Teslas, and you're like, look, like I'll have a million Teslas when I'm on the top of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I actually want a Prius. A Prius. Honest. Yeah, yeah. You're like, that's I'll have all this yeah. when I get to the top because you made me a successful artist. At the end of the day, you're like, that's what I'm re really here yeah. for, right? Well, yeah, and that's that's ultimately why Arista won me over is because I I. What they do? They they Friday had a, night. It was like a it was like a holiday weekend, something yeah. like that. David asked me. He said, "You know what? What do you need from us?" And I said, "I and want." And what did you need? A prezi, a presentation. A presentation. Yeah. Yeah. A prezi on why why I should sign. Logistically, like we want to put this out. We're going for these editorials, and also good terms. You know yeah. what I mean? Like uh, that was another thing. I think financially, I, I wasn't exactly stable, but I knew that. I wanted good terms more than I was looking for that 
huge advance. And, like, I am very fortunate I got, I consider I got both, but, like, they, you know, there was a lot of, you know, oh, this much money and that, and oh, don't worry about the terms, don't worry about the terms. I'm like, no, the terms are my freedom. They're, they're, that's they, what the labels are saying. Where I'm at, at, well, not them. Well, yes, like they they try to blanket it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the money or in the flashiness. They say no, right? the terms aren't that important. Or what's important? It's is, more subtle than that because again, no no labels trying to screw me over. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I I am very. Well, maybe they are. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Some of them but, might have been. Yeah. So it was a Friday night. Everyone got on the Zoom and was like, "Where the fuck are we <laughs> Friday night?" But. They gave me a presentation. They said, these are our goals. This is what we want. The terms were really great. I have an incredible lawyer. Shout out Gillian Barr. And so I was like, great. That's all I need. I didn't need freaking fancy ass dinner. I didn't need to fly me to LA. Like, yeah, I like didn't that's not that. what I'm like, here that's for. That's not music. I was like, where's the music? You know, it was a conversation about. Yeah. And also Arista really, really loved my no makeup, no filters. Like they encouraged it, you know. They they loved that that was what I stood for, and that was that was really awesome. How were you presenting that at the time? Like, was that just something that you were showing in TikToks, or were you being super vocal about that and I saying that to Arista? I was on social media, and I, I made it clear to every label. I said, "That's a non-negotiable. Like, I will continue to do no filters and not use any face tune and not wear makeup." And honestly, because we are in this. This, this stage of life where I think vulnerability is, like, really celebrated, everyone was like, okay, of course, yeah. Yeah, like, that was, like, They were like, yeah, obviously. Piece of cake. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. it was going to be a lot harder, but it wasn't. They were all like, of course. They were like, yeah, yeah whatever. Let's get back to the music. Yeah, they're like, like anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's it, sign. And, yeah. I, and I get it. There was there was a lot of momentum around this one song. So so I understand that. Yeah. That's all it took, though, was the Prezi. Mm-hmm. The, I was the Prezi. And the, and they did it. And then did they you did, did you meet them before you signed? Or you yeah. Never, yeah, yeah. Like this was all done virtually. Yeah, I may have had a meeting or two, but then we got dinner and we. I'm trying to remember if we met in person. And they brought you to like a cheap diner. (laughs) (laughs) No, see, this is where. And they asked. They brought me to an Italian restaurant. I'm Italian, and my family is Italian, and I got to bring my mom and my dad, and like you know, that's what I wanted. I was like, I don't need. Is that really cool to like bring the parents and just be like, look, mom, I'm not gonna be a screw up I'm I'm not gonna I mean they push you to do music right so also that to be like you guys were right look at this like that's gonna be a cool yes they were very proud and and they always supported me way more than I supported myself yeah in terms of this whole music career hobby thing you know yeah were (laughs) your Berkeley friends like super jealous pretend to be excited for you but really they were wishing it was them who was signing with a major label what were they saying I'm not sure what well by the time I left Berkeley I really believe I found my people. Yeah. And that may have been two or three people, but I'll take two or three good friends over 15 fake friends or 20, 30 That's all I feel. I don't, yeah. I don't need that many. So by the time I had my moment, I had a couple really great people around me and they were so supportive and, and yeah. they were honestly nothing. The ships but, rise together. Yeah. Right? And that's, and that's what you realize, you know, and, and that's what I told them too. I was like, oh, well, this is happening for me because it's going to happen for you. Yeah. And it has for certain people, you know? And I'm like, well, there you go. I only have, from school, I went to Berkeley, too. I only have, like, maybe. You went to Berkeley? Yeah, I know. Can you believe it? I, I only can't, have, actually. can't. I only have, like, five friends that I keep in touch with from Berkeley, mm-hmm. but they're all out, like, crushing it. And yeah. I was like, that's all I need. Like, everyone else. And somebody messaged me, like, after two years. Like, I haven't spoken to this person in two years, and they messaged me last week, and they were like, like, hey, we have a new song out. Like, can you promote it? And I was like, we haven't spoken for two years. Well, right. And I, think I was like, 
And then I ended up promoting it. <laughs> but, but I was like, like, no, like you weren't one of my friends at Berkeley. Like, yeah, and I think understanding the difference, and this is a big one as an artist too, is, is the difference between being friendly and being friends. Yeah, 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 right? You know? That's the thing too, because like, like stars, like people like you have this like star persona, like everyone thinks you're their best friend. Like you'll meet these fans, I guarantee, and the fans will be like, did I just become friends with Rosie? It's like probably not. She probably really appreciated meeting you, well, but you're you're probably never gonna see them again. Here's what I want to specify though, because I do want my fans to feel like they have a friend in me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because actually, and what I realized, I do see a lot of them more than once. And I remember their names. They keep and I remember back their the faces. Shows. Yes. And so I more what it is is that Rosie, the artist, she really does want her fans to feel like they can be friends with me and they can open up to me and be vulnerable with me. And that is true. So Rosie, the artist, does truly consider these fans as a form of friends and friendship. But I am also a human and that's when I shut off and that's when I'm not on Instagram. That's when I'm going for a walk. That's when I'm doing something completely unrelated. Because as an artist, I do want my fans to feel like they can be friends you yeah. know they can and then they all meet each other and, and you get this incredible community have you made like any real friends from the road and real friends in the sense like have you met anyone who's come to a show that has actually become a friend that like maybe you would go get lunch with i again i think that's the separation between rosie and all caps and rosie and not all caps but there are so many incredible people i've i've met and fans who like i said i i consider to be like homies and I consider to be friends. I don't know about getting lunch. I don't know about any of that just because like when, when, you know what I mean? Like when, when am I going to have time? When am I going to do that? But when I, are we going to get lunch? Like I said, I know so many people by name. I know who my supporters are and they're because they're, because they're such huge supporters. Yeah. Like who am I not to remember their name or not remember their face? I would have such a hard time doing that. How do you like make an effort? Like when you meet a fan, are you, are you like saying their name five times in their in your head as you're shaking their hand. Yeah, and, and like a artists are so good at this. I'm horrible at this. I forget names so quickly. Yes, but also you know Instagram. Yeah, you yeah. see the same people commenting. Like my biggest supporters are people I I want to support. You know, so if I see people's name popping up again and again, or someone is repeatedly just giving so much to me in the Rosebud community and whoever, like I want to know who they are because they know who I am and they're making an effort to get to know me. Yeah. So why wouldn't I get? Make an effort to get to know them. And, and that really does go for all fans and all followers, which is why I love doing lives and going to concerts and asking questions to the crowd. Because I'm like, I want to know. Yeah. I want to know about you. I want to know how you're feeling. What do you ask them? Well, this last tour was a lot of, it was a lot of checking in. It was, how are you doing? You know, I asked the crowd. I said, tell me like on a scale from one to 10, what's, you know, how are people feeling? And they gave honest answers. Because, and then I was like, okay, well, I'll tell you how I'm feeling. So there's a you know, a, a connection. And then also on, in meet and greet, I made sure on this tour that meet and greet was free and that anyone who wanted to meet me could. That's always the move, right? You got It's so that. important. Like I want to be accessible to everyone. And so when I was meeting people, how are you doing? How have you been? You know, yeah. like, what have you been up to? How is your summer? Like, I want to know these things because. Oh my God. Are people freaking out to me? You like, <laughs> like, cause they see you on TikTok, on their TikTok all the time. <laughs> I've had it, some silly moments. But if they sure. weren't seeing you all the time, they wouldn't be at the show. So they're seeing right. you all the time. Right. 
and they feel like they know you, but you've never met them. So, but they they have to be so excited. Like, what was a silly moment? Like, they have to be freaking out. Well, to sometimes, meet I, well, sometimes people get the shakes. Like, they'll go, they'll be like, "Hi, like, it's so nice to meet you." And I'm Isn't like, "Isn't that crazy?" Well, You're like, "I'm just Rosie." Well, like, and then they apologize. Like, "I'm sorry, I'm so nervous." And I said, "Hey, listen, I'm nervous all the time, so yeah. you don't even worry about it. Like, I'm <clears> nervous <throat> now too." I'm nervous every second of the day. So we could be nervous together. And they're just like, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? And then they like calm down because I just tell them, I'm like, I get nervous a lot. That happens. like. So you just normalize it, you know? You, yeah. Like even when I go on the road, like post-show, like fans will come up to me and they're so nervous. I'm like, be nervous around that dude who's like the, yeah, the headliner. But, or again, I just. Like I'm yeah, I'm not worth being nervous around. No. And, and also, but also just it's it, part, mm, who I am as an artist is. I want to feel like a friend. I want to, f- I want people to look at me as another human being, not some deity, like not yeah. someone who's above everyone else. So that's why I'm like, you're nervous. Oh, good. I'm nervous too. I was shaking as fuck before. I was I got nervous on to stage. meet you before I walked no, you on were. stage. No, oh. no, I'm saying like I'm saying what you're <laughs> I mean, saying. Exactly, like, I was like before I walked on yeah, stage to perform, I was nervous, I was to, nervous to see right. you. Or if someone like cries right when they meet me, I'm like. That means so much. Like, I cried the other day. Yeah. Like, don't apologize for your tears. Don't apologize for crying. I literally just told you on stage that what you're feeling is valid, and you should be crying if that's what you're feeling. Yeah. You know? So, if anything, it's a lot of unapologizing for people, saying, stop. Don't apologize. I wish I could get nervous around people. Like, I remember when I was younger, like, I used to meet these big executives mm-hmm. or these artists, and it would make me so yeah. nervous. That was kind of exciting. Now, I don't know who would make me nervous to meet. Like, is there anyone that you would get really, like, the, that you would have that same response to? Like, I, I still get like, nervous. Like, I still get nervous meeting a lot of people. Yeah. Like, many people. There's, I, I'm like, I don't know if there's anyone I would need that I wasn't nervous about meeting. Really? Yeah, but I'm not, like, visibly nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. You know, I've, I've gotten good at, like. Just composing. Composure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yes, absolutely. Okay, Again, fair enough. because being nervous is normal. Yeah, that's the point. Here's the point, though. The new EP is out. Five songs great for healing. Transition. Great transition, great right? Transition. Okay, this EP is is great. It's so Thank great, you. top to bottom. It's only five songs, mm-hmm. by the way, too. Like sometimes these projects get a little long, and it's hard to like build a connection to this. It's like no, no. Once through, you listen. You're like every song, I'm into it. Thank so five songs for healing. This was not. You did not set out to write this project with this theme. Didn't you just look back after you wrote a bunch of songs and said, "Oh my God!" Like there's a theme here. Five songs for healing. This could be a this could be the theme of the EP. Is that how you did? Like you were just writing freely, and then you said, "Wait a second, there's like a theme here." Yeah, I would I would say that's accurate for sure. I just I I was going through a phase in my life, and I was trying to find the key. What's the word? The the connecting piece. I was like, what emotion is connecting all these together? You know, like. And I just realized all of it was healing, right? Whether it was next life or I should just go to bed or someone you once had. I I looked back one day and I was talking on the phone with Mateo. And I was like, it's healing. And he was like, five songs for healing? And I was like, He said that. He said that, especially because two numbers are such a big part of my history, right? Yeah. Like with Never the One, with 20 milligrams of happiness, five songs for healing. Like there's, there's this number thing going on. So it just, yeah. So he says that yeah. five songs for, for healing. And then did you already, you already had the five songs picked? Yes. Or yes. you had the five songs picked and he said five songs for healing. You go, oh my God, Mateo. Yes, because we, so we had so many options. We had Maybe in My Next Life. We had God Knows I've Been Trying. Like there are a million different yeah. things that we came up with. But I realized that, again, the most universal 
was just five songs for healing because again, like who do you know in your life who isn't actively wanting to change something or work on something or healing from something, yeah. you know? Here are five songs Here are five that songs you can do that too. That in my opinion, all touch on a different form of healing too. Yeah. Yeah. For a different stage of healing. Yeah. Yeah. Different stage or just a different a different aspect of healing. Why is so I should go to bed is I the, should go to bed, yeah. Is the single when that when you start playing that at the show. Uh-huh. I don't know if you know Will Tenney. Of course you know, I know well, Will Tenney. Of, of course. I don't know Will Tenney. First of all, I knew the song, but Will Tenney, like, tapped me on the shoulder when you started playing that, and he was like, listen to this. This is a great song. I was like, I know what song it is. But, like, he was like, no, no, I'm telling you. Like, Will, he was like, I love, I love this song. So, like, that song is special, but given that that is the single, like, what, is that, what does that really mean? Like, now all your content is going to be around this song. Your TikToks are going to be around this song. Like, why, what happens now that we've decided that that's the single for the project at the moment? At this current moment? Isn't it the single at this moment? Yeah, 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 it yeah. Is absolutely. So now, yeah. so what does, that, what does that really mean? Well, what does that really mean? I mean, it means that as, as expressed, it's the focus track. So it is the focus. So it's kind of like, in my opinion, like the rest of the songs are here. And I should just go to bed as like the nucleus. You know, is that yeah. the right word? Science. The center of the. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Great word. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. So, what it means is that I think that song really it represents. It's a good representation of all of the songs. It means that it's the one that I've been posting the most and probably will continue to post. It means that, and and one of the reasons we chose it is that it seems the most globally relatable. So. Other people Everybody's are finding gotta it. Everybody's got to connect to this, right? T- do, like, tell me, has anyone ne- never had that experience of really wanting to text someone or really wanting to do something and just knowing you're supposed to go to bed? Do you yes. ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, I've seen it. So yeah. Ted Mosby is always like, nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Yeah. True. That's a song. That's a song right there, right? I mean, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what it's about. That's it's like, the point. Yeah, yeah, I should just go to bed. That was the that was the inspiration for the song, or no? Just you were just like that's something that he says, so that's that's great. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't the full inspiration for the song, but it definitely crossed my mind. But given that it. that's the single, like, what does that mean? Now you like, what does the label want you to do with this song being the single? I mean, you're just supposed to work a little harder around this song. Yeah, right? just push it. Just just you know, put it out there. Yeah, keep posting it. Do different types of content. So like probably like open verse and you know, use it behind some, like, day-in-the-life videos, things like that. A lot of yeah. it is, is content-oriented when it comes to I a, love a this, spotlight. this, too, this story. Didn't your therapist give you the hook for potential? Yes, she did. Is she credited on the song? Like, does she get any royalties <laughs> on this? <laughs> she or... didn't. She didn't, and she didn't ask. She also was in the industry for many years, so she, know, you know. She, she was? She, yes. You need a therapist who's in the industry or who understands the industry. it was completely coincidental. What did she do in the industry? She was a singer. She was, like, a studio no singer. No way. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And her husband was, like, a famous drummer. That's what you need, right? Yeah. And it was completely coincidental. I had no idea going into it. And then did she tell you at some point or? Well, it was actually on our first call because I was all like sticking up for myself. And I was like, How do you Listen. meet a therapist? Did, like did a friend introduce you? It's hard to well, meet a therapist. Well, my mom's a counselor. So she connected me to, in this specific yeah. case because she. she. My mom did that too because my yeah. mom's also a counselor. Right. She connected me to a therapist who it wasn't her fault because she was she was getting like a referral from a friend and like we found this therapist she didn't really know her but she was horrible and then I ended up finding another therapist 
So yeah. sometimes those referrals don't work sometimes out. Sometimes they don't work out. But yeah, yeah, in this case, my mom referred me. We had a phone call. I was all, yeah, I was sticking up myself. I was like, listen, I'm a musical artist, which means that I can't keep a consistent schedule. There's no way I can FaceTime your or do or do in-person sessions the same time every week. It has to be every other week. And I'm like laying down all these things. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, honey, I was in the industry for 30 years. I totally like, get it. Like we could do in person, we can do, we can do Zoom, we can do inconsistent, like every other week, whatever you need. I yeah. was like, that was, you know, I had the same conversation with this other therapist. And she said, no, no, that's not going to work. She was like, like, they, and I was like, well, this isn't going to work. And I no, was but like, I totally understand that it's not everyone's lifestyle and not, not every professional can adjust like that. Yeah. But I happened so lucky. I happened to find a therapist who works. But so basically you're talking to this therapist about someone in your life and she, she does she say this line to you? What does she say? She mm -hmm. says, you just fell in love with their potential. She She's, just says that. She said, well, it's some, it went something like this. I, I I asked, I said, why, like, is it me? Why am I unable to keep these relationships? Because I don't, I'm not a toxic person, you know? Like, yeah, you I, seem very cheerful. I'm like, very you're like much, I, I, I am sane. I know yeah. who I am. I'm very rational. So I'm like, what is it that's fucking it up? Sorry, is it okay if I curse? Yeah, you can okay. say that. I, I was care. like, what is it that's like messing this up? And she said, Rosie, the Yes, the problem is you because you see the best in people to a detriment. She said, you didn't fall for who they were. You fell for their potential. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, pause. And I, like, wrote it down. She must love this. She was like, yeah, oh. And she actually came to the show in New York, which was pretty cute. Oh, she was there? But it's because it's true. And I realized that a lot of us do this. A lot of us fall for the idea of someone who someone might be in the future, who someone could be in the future, but who they aren't right now, because it's a way of A, salvaging the relationship, and B, making yourself feel better, right? Being like, oh, you know, they're not who I want now, but they will be one day. Or It's giving them leeway yeah. that they perhaps don't deserve. Is that weird to have her at the show, or like it was great? I loved having her at the uh, show. Did she, you I invite mean, she's, her? Yes, of course. I yeah, invited yeah, yeah. her. She's on the guest list. I, again, she she was one of the like hundred fifty people. One, that I were really on the think she she saved my life in so many ways wow. and just made my life so much better. So I I would never. And she doesn't get a royal. She doesn't get. <laughs> she's not listed. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna have to give publishing. Away she's not. She doesn't make publishing on this song. No, she she hasn't oh asked, God. but maybe you know I'm all about giving. No, credit. that's the um, that's that's the deal that you signed. I yeah. come to see you. All of the ideas I get to take as my ideas. And I have taken That's so many. <laughs> in in the songs. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just therapy such a big part of my life. So um, I just watched uh, Love Again a couple nights ago. Oh, I had to watch like it? it. You know, I did like it. Was it. it was really kind of cute. It was really cute, right? It was really cute. It was really cute. Thank you. I don't know what was. I, first of all, I got to say this. This is so disturbing. That opening scene, it doesn't give anything away because it's. It literally happens in the first two minutes. Mm -hmm. It's like the opening scene in this movie is it's two people. They're like madly in love with each other. Like th like it makes me want to throw up how in love they are. Like it's it's too much. I like, love it, yeah. Like they're so obsessed with each other. And the guy then like walks out of a coffee shop and gets hit by a car. And it was so the polar opposite. <laughs> I had no idea what this movie was about or anything. It was, it was so not what I was expecting to yeah. happen in that moment that I literally started laughing out loud, <laughs> which is not the right response. Like, that's not, like, no, no, no. Like, it broke her heart. And I was, like, so shocked 
that that's what happens in this movie. But that's what happens. And then the, she goes on a journey to find herself, mm -hmm. find another guy. But how do you get involved with this? Because so you were writing with someone who basically pulled this pitch in. Yes. Right? They said, hey, there's a movie. Yeah. And it was it was called like texts from text you from or a, a text from you originally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so so you have a prompt. And what was the prompt to write a song for? Yeah. Like the credits or. So Dan Wilson, who is just an absolute legend. Shout out Dan Wilson. He came to me with his manager, Jim Grant, and, and they came to Mateo and I and said, hey, we got this pitch for a movie called a text from you. And they're looking for an end credits song. Do you want to try? And I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, it's Celine Dion singing. And I was like, oh, OK. Cool. Yeah. Not a big deal. So I wrote it with him and we had a brief and it basically explained there's a woman who lost someone she loved and there's a man who lost someone he loved and they find their way together through text. It was very like, it was very general. And they said, we're looking for a hopeful song that will give people a sense of learning to love again. And I was like, Dan, it's right there. It's like, in, it's in it love you again. You said that. It's First of all, I can't picture this movie being called anything other than yeah, Love Again. There were so many other titles. Like that to me is the title of this movie. Thank you. So yeah. it was in the the brief or whatever. Well, yeah, and you it were was like, somewhere it's in gotta hidden. be called Love yeah, Again. Yeah, it was somewhere in the hidden. Like she learns to love again, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I was like. Do you get, comp I knew you get compensated for the sync, but do you get compensated for yeah. coming up with the There's title? There's a whole separate compensation and deal and fee for for the title. the title of the movie. And are yeah. you like, oh my God, thank God we came up with this title. <laughs> like, that was fantastic. Like, I looked at the brief, I saw the title, boom, payday. I mean, again, I, I, yeah, I don't take a lot of credit. I think Dan and I together, something happened that day and, and we created it, but I, I, I'm like, what happened? I don't, I can't, I still can't believe it. Like, like the, the song, the movie was called A Text From You and then they came back to us one day and they were like, we want rights to the title. It's going to be called Love like, Again. Damn. What is happening? Because I think originally the song was called, like, You Will Love Again. And then Dan was like, oh, like, trust me, like, shorten it to love again. Like, I feel like that. I was like, yeah. Because it's, like, vague and you don't really know what the movie's about. Yeah. Like, love again could be about anything. But then you yeah. watch the movie and you're like, oh, my God. like It's that's, literally about loving again. It's, it's about love again. But I also understand a text from you. I thought it was a good movie. I liked it. Thank you. You know what? I really did, too. I don't know why I'm saying thank you. I didn't make the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you just did the just title. Just my default. Yeah, yeah. It's just my default. And the song, which is a great song. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was fun. I thought so too. It it, it pleasantly surprised me. Yeah, you yeah. did the red carpet too, and the whole I thing, did, right? Was yeah. that is that so fun? I... It was my first. It was my yeah. first. And you wore no makeup on the red carpet. Yes. Don't you think that you could stick to your image or your your idea of like I'm real on social media? Like I wish I could wear makeup to these events. Like sometimes my skin will be breaking out. I'll be like, where's the makeup? <laughs> Don't you think you could stick to this, like, very noble idea, which I really love, and, like, still wear makeup on a red carpet? Or you think that that would just – that's just not the point? Well, the point is to show my real face and my real skin and my real body and who I really am all the time, not just when it's convenient for me. Yeah. Which is why I think it's especially important on, on the red, red carpet. carpets, on TV appearances, on tour, on Instagram. It's like those are the moments when it's most important because that's when it's usually. When people are seeing you. Yeah. Yeah. So that was another big win that I that I didn't even realize until I after. I love this. Yeah, but Mateo yeah. and I were like, wow. He was like, do you realize you're one of the only young artists to ever like walk a carpet makeup free? And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. 
That I think I think it's cool. So I guess is your question no. no. I, I don't think I could choose certain times when I would wear yeah, it. Yeah, that and certain wouldn't feel times when I don't. That would feel, to the mission. Yeah, it would feel to a little the, bit. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I break up, like, break out, it's like, oh, I'll wear it today. It's like, no. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the point. Yeah. That, all right, I get it. Yeah. The, the Good Day New York performance was mm-hmm. great, too. What was happening there <laughs> with, I don't even understand what happened in this video. I was like, is this real? Like, basically, the woman, I'm sure she was well-intentioned, but she was, like, holding her phone. I actually, before she, before it rang, I was like, is she holding her cell phone? Like, what is she holding? The phone then rings. And she's like flustered, clearly. Mm-hmm. And then she threw it, and what did it hit? It hit like a light or something. Like, what was? Were you like, hey, this is my moment? Like, <laughs> silence the phones, people. Like, First of all, all love to her, all love to the host, all love to Fox. You know, happened the way it was supposed to. It was a great first experience. You got a great clip out of it for it TikTok. Got a great, so yeah, yeah, yeah I got it was a great, great clip out of it. I don't know what was going through my head except that I knew it wasn't my phone. I was like, that is you not know, my ring. You're like, that's not my ringer. I, I would yeah. keep it on silent. My phone wasn't even like in, in the room. So that was like my first thought. And then she says, oh, I, I thought it was you. Oh, oh, it's mine. And I'm like, oh, no worries. But then she proceeds to, <laughs> here, John, or whoever, just take it. And it goes up. Like <laughs> she threw it out, like, but it went up. But it up. went up. Which, again... It happens. Not on live TV very often, but it was happens. Was that live? It was live? <laughs> yeah. My oh, my God. My phone was like cracking up. It was live TV. <laughs> Have there you ever no seen anything like that? that? Oh, oh she, no. 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 And, and I was like, she of course. She's know that she's never seen anything like that. It would be my first ever. But, yeah. But when I think about it in retrospect. Anyway, so so the, the point is she throws the phone up. It, like, hits the light. Something, like, falls. Yeah. And we proceed. We keep going. That's show business. That's show business. And That's you know, professional. my band in the back was so professional. They and kept I was it together. There. We kept it together. Yeah, yeah. My tour manager had to leave the room. He was Why? Like, he was dying. Laughing. Everyone off stage was dying. <laughs> they were like, we need to excuse ourselves. But we kept it on. But I will say, one of the reasons that, again, I am an artist is to just show real life. And like, that's really what happened. That's what happened. And I'm actually really grateful that that's what happened because. It happened on live television. It happened on Fox. Like, shit happens, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, That was a, like, perfect, inhuman moment. Like, she's been doing this for 18 years. She just threw her phone up. Who knows why? Like, into a light. You into gotta watch light, this. yeah. You gotta watch this clip. It's Find this pretty, clip on Rosie's it's TikTok. so funny. Or just YouTube, like, we Good Day New York, Rosie. You gotta watch the to clip. To this day. But, yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it wouldn't be a rosy experience if there wasn't some form of humanism in there. And yeah. that was the most human thing that could possibly happen. Was, oh my God, it was so <laughs> crazy. I couldn't even believe it was like happening. I was like, was, how early did you get to the studio for that day? Um, We arrived around like 7.40. Oh, not was too a, early. Not too bad, yeah, but yeah. that was the day of the New York show. So we woke up at like 6, got there, prepared, did, the did that, show. went back home, I had like a, a New York Post interview, then yeah. went back, did meet and greet for fans, did the show, and then did meet and greet with the industry. So that was like the longest day of my life. Yeah. And then sure. where do you sleep? Like in your, like in back the city? In my apartment, you're yeah. Back in the apartment. Yeah. That's the great thing about the hometown show, right? Is like you just go in the, uh, in the apartment. Mm-hmm. When you tour, because like when we tour, like you probably get your own hotel room and then the whole band probably shares their own rooms, right? Well, Is that how it works? No, because personally, I want my band to have privacy when they need privacy so we switch off so I usually don't take the private room we always have the 
option. There's always that to me. I feel like the stars gotta take the private room. You're no, not. You're sharing the private like, room. Well, room because with I the need band. my my band to be okay. Like if, if oh there's, my god, that is so generous. Well, it's just and I, was, I don't I don't mind. I mean, I'm you just going to, to bed. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Yeah. There's I don't need. I should privacy. probably just go to bed. I should just go to bed. I no, so like bed. what happens is there's usually one or two rooms that are one room only, and then two more yeah. that are or two or three that are doubles. So we just ask each night like who needs it. And someone, and someone will say, like, it. like they're they're just going to say, like, I need the privacy tonight or I want the privacy. Yeah, it's like, hey, like do that. you guys mind if I – and it's like, sure. Or, like, yeah, if yeah. someone's significant other's in town, it's like, hey, can we take – it's like, yeah, sure, yeah, go ahead. Easy. So I, maybe I had a private room once on tour. Oh, my God. It's but so I think, generous. Well, generally, a, a happy crew is, is a happy it's, tour, it's you know? Like, tour. I'm not you about get, to be like, no. You got to keep the band happy. I always – what's yeah. it? Happy rows, happy shows. That's our phrase. That, and we know that I'm only happy if, like – my crew is happy, so I always yeah. water, food, oh plenty my God. of rest stops. The snacks and the, and the snacks. We do you always worry, have snacks. We always say this when we go on the road, like because it's so easy to go on the road and you end up being fast food mm-hmm. and like late night snacks because mm-hmm. nothing's open at that hour, so you end up going to McDonald's. Like we freak out. Like we eat so unhealthy on the road. It's mm-hmm. so hard not to, right? Well, what do you do? Give us the tricks. <laughs> Laughing. Like, what's Let your gas you, station snack? Because you just you no mm. no no. See, this is the problem. I'm stopping in gas stations. No, to get I mean, snacks. I mean, gas stations what? is a given, right? But but yeah. here's here's the trick. I want the rosy trick. Listen, this is the biggest hack. I'm I learned. listening. You plan ahead. Mm. I plan three to four hours ahead. So if we're getting on the road and we're in Denver and we're planning to drive to Salt Lake City, yeah. we're doing a, a drive right. We're heading west. I say, hey guys. It's 10 a.m. now. At 7 p.m., we're going to hit a place that has high ratings, that looks generally good, right? Not yeah. fast food, whatever. Who Like, is everybody down for that? Sure. Sounds good. So then we have dinner planned out and say, okay, well, it looks like around 2 p.m., 1 p.m., um, there's going to be a bagel place or there's going to be, you know, a Starbucks or like something that we know. Starbucks is like, is like the, so your best reliable. friend on it's the like road. It's like your yeah. gold treasure. Or Chipotle too. Chipotle, yeah. Chipo- oh my or God. Panera, you know. Panera, yeah, so yeah. It's, so honestly, the trick is I do it just because I love it. I love doing it. I love planning ahead. Yeah. And you do it hours and hours and hours in advance. So we didn't get fast food once. I mean, the boys would go out sometimes, like get McDonald's and whatever. Sometimes it's fun to do yeah, like the yeah, road McDonald's like, run. Some, sometimes you got to do but it. But no one was ever forced and yeah, we yeah. had two to three meals every day and this leads me to then when you go to a gas station you don't need like that many snacks you know no one yeah. was like only eating snacks all day because that's when it, you start to feel so yucky the problem is you buy this you can't buy the snacks if you buy the mm-hmm. snacks you end up eating the snacks the right. trick is you just don't buy the snacks so the other thing that is really important for us is that along the way especially well everywhere but especially in the middle of the country we found there's a lot of people in need and there's a lot of homelessness and so what we do is like I make sure whatever we get from the green room or whatever we get from like I've got oh, you donate it we don't we yeah, give yeah. it out so that's that actually way, really nice because we've left a lot of stuff in green yeah rooms. so it's like and you know I have a lot of amazing companies that send me things and if there's any leftover we what we do is at the end we like put them in like bags and give them away and that's another way to always make sure like whatever we're buying the concept is like oh if there were leftovers could we give that to someone you yeah, know yeah so, so it's like a good way of thinking about what to buy. Because if it's like trail mix, it's like, yeah, like, you know, you can give trail mix away. You can give trail mix away. There was a big yeah. bag of trail mix in the green room. at a, Is that your, go, your go-to? 
the for the it's rider. It's my go-to when I'm hungry, but we're yeah. not at a place where we're like gonna stop because you know it's full, it's sweet. I have a sweet tooth. It's like crunchy, it's salty. It's probably not too unhealthy. It's like there's some nuts in there, some good protein. No, and, like... and another thing that's really important to me because I, you know, I I've struggled with body image. So many people I know struggle with the relationship to food. It's just about what makes you feel good, you know. Especially on tour, it's like what makes you feel like you can go out and perform that night. And if that's McDonald's, that's Burger yeah. King, whatever, pop off. You, you have know? so little luxuries on the road. You're yeah. in the van. You're you're up late. So you're exhausted. I don't actually. I don't deem anything healthy or unhealthy on tour. Eat whatever you need to eat. No, literally, because I, I I actually don't believe. I don't believe in cheap foods. I don't believe. It's like no. When you're on tour. And just in life, but like yeah. it's just about what makes you feel healthy, not what is healthy. Yeah, you know, I like that. So yeah, that's why yeah. I, that's how why I try to frame it because I know a lot of people struggle with like food, and, and I would never want to deem any food, even gas station food, like absolutely yeah, go for it, it. You know, yeah, yeah. I always try to find like an RX bar and a gas I love station. RX bars, yeah. I'll eat those. The 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 candy that we always get. It's the Nerds Clusters. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had Nerds mm -hmm. Cluster? It's the best so candy you can get in, in a gas station. So in our van, everyone has their own thing. Yeah, yeah so what whenever, do they do? So whenever everyone has like a bad name, like, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mateo and Michael love the Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, yeah. Theo loved Slim Jims. Uh, Slim Jims smell up the entire car. I know people love them. I'm not going to yuck someone's yum. But I'm like, not judging anything about Slim Jim, but if somebody eats a Slim Jim, the entire car smells like Slim Jim. So, and same, I mean, same with Doritos. Justin, who's our photographer, he loves sweets, so anything like chocolate milk, anything, cookies. I'm kind of, oh, I'm a crackers, peanut butter and crackers kind of person. Do you get the peanut butter crackers. crackers that are like with the peanut butter in the middle? Mm -hmm. Great snack. I love Great it. Great snack. It's like a little yeah. bit of protein. It keeps you full. Like. Yeah, it's kind of like satisfying, like good, yeah. great also, snack. Also, peanut butter is like the best food in the world. Oh, I love peanut butter. Best condiment in the world. For yeah, sure. is, is the peanut butter. Yeah, oh my God. So yeah. good. Um, Rosie, we've said it all. Yes. Um, five Songs for Healing <laughs> is out now. Yeah. You have to go listen to this EP. It's only five songs, which is the best part. Someone You Once Had mm -hmm. actually might be my favorite song on the EP. <gasps> to me, you. it feels like a sleeper song. Like I, like, I get why that maybe wasn't, like, the one, like, I should just go to bed that's, like, the single, like, everywhere in your face. But to me, like, that song, the hook in it, like, oh, someone you once had. Like, to me, hey. that is, like, an earworm <laughs> for me. You. Like, I love that song. You have to listen to this. She just wrapped the tour, which is a bummer because I don't know if you can see her anytime soon. But what's happening? Are you Are you going to be out? Anytime I'm gonna spend. Soon? I mean, I'm gonna spend a minute writing, but fingers crossed. Right now, she's writing. But fingers crossed in the fall. You know, hopefully something. I'll find some. You're gonna be on the road. Mateo's gonna keep you busy. Ma uh, I would love to. Yeah. I would love to be on the road. That's he, the dream. Someone's gonna take you out. Mateo's gonna pound the agent. I'm and hoping say, we someone need scoops me up. No, no. no. What someone are we talking about? Me. If I know Mateo, he's gonna get you back out on the road. Yeah. The fan. Yes. You need to see the fans. I need you, need to, the fans. you need to play this music. Yeah. Like, you're going to be back out before you even know it. So you, people have to follow you on, like, what, Instagram and TikTok and yeah. see Social where you're going to be on the road. Oh, my God. That was such a great show the other night. Bowery Ballroom. Thank you. you it was so fun. Thank you for coming. You had your hands. Are you kidding me? Like, everyone was, like, eating it up. They were, like, Rosie. They were all <laughs> there for you. Oh, my uh, God. It means so much. That was that was a dream venue, a dream crowd, a dream last night of show. Yeah. Did you change your shoes between the encore yes. and the? Uh, that's like a move, yes. right? Yeah. Why do you do that? Just to like mix it up. You gotta do that. A little mix it up. Also, I like to throw in a little surprise, you know? Yeah. Because I'm just like not the high heels type, but I am. No, you you were wearing some. I am. That's the thing. I, I like. I think yeah. 
again, keeping a crowd engaged. It's like those little things. Like I used to go shows and I used to love seeing what guitars mm-hmm. the guitar players were going to play. And when they change guitars every time or they change a guitar for the encore, I love that. Like, and I that's really, so like fun. to think I'm like a, I don't know how to say this in like a not weird way. It's an it's an all inclusive experience. You know what I mean? It's yeah. about the <laughs> see what I mean. It's kind of weird to say. Like it's like it's about the fashion. It's about the lights. It's about the visuals. It's about the music. It's about the band. You know, like it's it's a whole it's an immersive experience. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta see the Rosie tour, gotta the healing tour. tour. It's done though. It, the healing so tour is done, but you gotta see a Rosie tour. You need they, to go out and see a Rosie show. She's coming when she announces new dates. When she's coming to you, you gotta go. You have to go. But in the meantime, Five Songs for Healing is out now, which you have to listen to. And you follow her on TikTok, and uh, you'll see her there. It's like you know her. You're gonna watch her content. You're going to say, oh, I know Rosie. Like, I'm keeping up with her. I'm everywhere. That's what I hope. Rosie, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Melrose Podcast Studios. Here we are. Shout out. Thank you so much. We'll plug for Melrose. Do I get a discount for that? No. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) We did it. We did it. We did it. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much.